Section 13 of Philosophical Rudiments Concerning Government and Society by Thomas Hobbes. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Geoffrey Church. Chapter 11. Places and Examples of Scripture of the Rights of Government, Agreeable to What Hath Been Said Before. 1. The Beginning of Institutive Government from the Consent of the People. 2. Judicature and wars depend on the will of supreme commanders. 3. That they who have the chief authority are by right unpunishable. 4. That without a supreme power there is no government but anarchy. 5. That from servants and sons there is a simple obedience due to their lords and parents. 6. Absolute authority proved by most evident places, as well as of the new and Old Testament. 1. We have, in the sixth chapter and the second article, so derived the original of institutive or political government from the consent of the multitude, that it appears they must either all consent or be esteemed as enemies. Such was the beginning of God's government over the Jews instituted by Moses. Exodus, chapter 19, verses 5 through 8. If ye will obey my voice, indeed, etc., ye shall be unto me a kingdom of priests etc and moses came and called the elders of the people etc and all the people answered and said all that lord hath spoken we will do such also was the beginning of moses power under god or his vice-regency exodus chapter twenty verses eighteen and nineteen and all the people saw the thunderings and lightnings and the noise of the trumpet, etc. And they said unto Moses, Speak thou unto us, and we will hear. The like beginning also had Saul's kingdom, First Samuel chapter 12, verses 12 and 13. When ye saw that Nahash, king of the children of Ammon, came out against you, ye said unto me, Nay, but a king shall reign over us, when the Lord your God was your king. Now therefore behold the king whom ye have chosen, and whom ye have desired. But the major part only consenting, and not all. For there were certain sons of Belial, who said, 1 Samuel chapter 10, verse 27, How shall this man save us? And they despised him. Those who did not consent were put to death as enemies. And the people said unto Samuel, 1 Samuel chapter 11, verse 12, who is he that said shall saul reign over us bring the men that we may put them to death two in the same sixth chapter the sixth and seventh articles i have showed that all judgment and wars depend upon the will and pleasure of him who bears the supreme authority that is to say in a monarchy on a monarch or king and this is confirmed by the people's own judgment first samuel chapter eight verse twenty we also will be like all the nations and our king shall judge us and go out before us and fight our battles and what pertains to judgments and all other matters whereof there is any controversy whether they be good or evil is confirmed by the testimony of king solomon first kings chapter three verse nine Give, therefore, thy servant as understanding heart to judge thy people, that I may discern between good and evil. And that of Absalom, Second Samuel, chapter 15, verse 3. 
There is no man deputed by the king to hear thee. 3. That kings may not be punished by their subjects, as hath been showed above in the sixth chapter and this twelfth article, King David also confirms, who, though Saul sought to slay him, did notwithstanding refrain his hand from killing him, and forbade Abishai, saying, First Samuel chapter 26, verse 9, Destroy him not, for who can stretch forth his hand against the Lord's anointed, and be innocent? And when he hath cut off his skirt of his garment, First Samuel chapter 24, verse 6, the Lord forbids, saith he, that I should do this thing unto my master the Lord's anointed to stretch forth mine hand against him. And Second Samuel chapter 1 verse 15 commanded the Amalekite, who for his sake had slain Saul, to be put to death. 4. That which is said in the 17th chapter of Judges, as the 6th verse, in those days there was no king of Israel, but every man did that which was right in his own eyes. As though where there were not a monarchy, there were an anarchy or a confusion of all things, may be brought as testimony to prove the excellency of monarchy above all other forms of government. Unless that by the word king may perhaps be understood not one man only, but also a court, provided that in it there reside a supreme power which if it be taken in this sense yet hence it may follow that without a supreme and absolute power which we have endeavoured to prove in the sixth chapter there will be a liberty for every man to do what he hath a mind or whatsoever he shall seem right to himself which cannot stand with the preservation of mankind and therefore in all government whatsoever there is ever a supreme power understood to be somewhere existent five we have in chapter 8, articles 7 and 8, said that servants must yield a simple obedience to their lords, and in chapter 9, article 7, that sons owe the same obedience to their parents. St. Paul says the same thing concerning servants. Colossians chapter 3, verse 22. Servants obey in all things your masters according to the flesh, not with eye service as men pleasers, but in the singleness of heart, fearing God. Concerning sons, Colossians chapter 3, verse 20, Children, obey your parents in all things, for this is well-pleasing unto the Lord. Now as we by simple obedience understand all things which are not contrary to the laws of God, so in all those cited places of St. Paul, after the word of all things, we must suppose accepting those which are contrary to the laws of God. 6. But that I may not thus by piecemeal prove the right of princes, I will now instance those testimonies which altogether establish the whole power, namely, that there is an absolute and simple obedience due to them from their subjects. And first out of the New Testament, Matthew chapter 23, verses 2 and 3, The scribes and Pharisees sit in Moses' seat, all therefore whatsoever they bid you observe that observe and do. Whatsoever they bid you, says Christ, observe, that is to say, obey simply. Why? Because they sit in Moses' seat, namely, the civil magistrates, not Aaron, the priests. Romans, chapter 13, verses 1 and 2. Let every soul be subject to the higher powers, for there is no power but of God. The powers that are ordained of God 
whosoever therefore resisteth the power resisteth the ordinance of god and they that resist shall receive to themselves damnation now because the powers that were in st paul's time were ordained of god and all kings did at that time require an absolute entire obedience from their subjects it follows that such a power was ordained by god first peter chapter two verses thirteen to fifteen submit yourselves unto every ordinance of man for the lord's sake whether it be to the king as supreme or unto governors as unto them that are sent by him for the punishment of wicked doers and for the praise of them that do well for so is the will of the lord again st paul to titus chapter three verse one put them in mind to be subject to principalities and powers to obey magistrates etc what principalities was it not the principalities of those times which required an absolute obedience furthermore that we may come to the example of christ himself to whom the kingdom of the jews belonged by hereditary right derived from david himself he when he lived in the manner of a subject both paid tribute unto caesar and pronounced it to be due to him matthew chapter twenty two verse twenty one give unto caesar saith he the things which are caesar's and unto god the things which are god's when it pleased him to show himself a king he required entire obedience matthew chapter twenty one verses two and three go said he into the village over against you and straightway ye shall find an ass tied and a colt with her loose them and bring them unto me and if any man say aught unto you ye shall say the lord hath need of him this he did therefore by right of being lord or a king of the jews but to take away the subject's goods on this pretense only because the lord hath need of them is an absolute power the most evident places in the old testament are these deuteronomy chapter five verse twenty seven go thou near and hear all that the lord our god shall say and speak thou unto us all that the lord our god shall speak unto thee and we will hear it and do it but under the word all is contained some absolute obedience again to joshua joshua chapter one verses sixteen through eighteen and they answered joshua saying all that thou commandest us we will do and whithersoever thou sendest us we will go according as we hearkened unto moses in all things so will we hearken unto thee only the lord thy god be with thee as he was with moses whosoever he be that doth rebel against thy commandment and will not hearken unto thy words in all that thou commandest him he shall be put to death and the parable of the bramble judges chapter nine verses fourteen and fifteen then said all the trees unto the bramble come thou and reign over us and the bramble said unto the trees if in truth ye anoint me king over you then come and put your trust in my shadow and if not let fire come out of the bramble and devour the cedars of lebanon the sense of which words is that we must acquiesce to their sayings whom we have truly constituted the kings over us unless we would choose rather to be consumed by the fire of a civil war but the regal authority is more particularly described by god himself in first samuel chapter eight verses nine and following show them the right of the king that shall reign over them etc this shall be the right of the king that shall reign over you 
he will take your sons and appoint them for himself for his chariots and to be his horsemen and some shall run before his chariots etc and he will take your daughters to be confectionaries etc and he will take your vineyards and give them to his servants etc is not this power absolute and yet it is by god himself styled the king's right neither was any man among the jews no not the high priest himself exempted from this obedience for when the king namely solomon said to abetiar the priest first kings chapter two verses twenty six and twenty seven get thee to anathoth unto thine own fields for thou art worthy of death but i will not at this time put thee to death because thou bearest the ark of the lord god before david my father and because thou hast been afflicted in all wherein my father was afflicted so solomon thrust out abathiar from being priest unto the lord it cannot be any argument be proved that this act of his displeased the lord neither read we that either solomon was reproved or that his person at that time was any whit less acceptable to god end of section thirteen recording by geoffrey church